Storygram Network. The content and products discussed in this program have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration, nor are they intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent disease. Any decisions made around your health should be discussed with your health practitioner. Welcome to Body Talk Radio. I'm your host, Heather Morgan, Health and Human Potential Master Coach and Edutainment Curator. I started Body Talk over a decade ago in order to achieve my mission of educating and inspiring millions to a healthier way of living. Body Talk Radio is more than just a radio show. It's your gateway to information and education relevant to today's most important health topics. Delivered by top thought leaders, influencers, and world changers in the health and human potential space. If you love great health talk, listen in and join the community. Get educated, get inspired, and become a healthier you. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Body Talk Radio. I'm Heather Morgan, joined today by Takeshi Lewis. Hello, hello. Thank you so much for joining me, Takeshi. I always rope him into sitting and chatting with me, (laughs) and I'm sure there's things he'd rather be doing, but... Color commentary, right? I mean, for sure commentary, but you also always bring some really good perspective and, you know, even call me on my whatever needs to be done. Sometimes I need to be put in place. You know what? I have a revelation for you, actually. Oh, good. So I stopped eating food at night before I go to bed. Thank the Lord. And I've noticed quite a bit of a difference. All right. Okay. So on one of our previous shows, we talked about when you eat and the importance of when you eat. And then you were saying, like, you were telling everybody that you would eat these big meals late, late at night and then go to sleep. And then you would Midnight like snack, kind of yeah. throw up and your... <laughs> yeah. like you would While throw up sleeping. a little bit sometimes, yeah. right? Yeah. Dangerous. Dangerous. Yeah. Yeah. So I had a blood test about a month ago. Yeah. Like something's not right. Oh, you seem pretty much pre-diabetic. Like, oh, that's no fun. That's, yeah. It's not fun. And so the thing is, is like, I'm a pescatarian. I eat pretty good. Yeah. Actually, every once in a while, you know, cheat here and there. So you're not like a jack in the box guy every uh -uh. day? No, not at all. Never. Glad to hear it. And I don't drink soda. Awesome. I only drink water and tea. So I figured the only thing I'm doing wrong right now, it has to be this midnight snack. (laughs) <laughs> it's it's hardly a snack though. I think you were doing yeah. like a meal, weren't so, you? Uh, well, it depends <laughs> on like if I was really drunk at night or whatever. <laughs> really True. Let's let's be honest. Here. Yeah, yeah. If I was, yeah, it of could course, be I'd make right. It could a be meal. Yeah. a pizza. Sometimes, yeah, but it All was right. usually like a bowl full of goldfish for some reason, and nah. then I minimized okay. it down to almonds and peanuts, okay. to something healthier. Yeah. And now it's just nothing. Nothing. Okay. Right. And then were you eating that and then like going to sleep like a half hour later? I'm not even that. Like just like snack bed. Bed. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Well, I mean, it's funny you should say that because I have done this sometimes not eating, 
but supplements before I go to bed because right. there's certain supplements that I like to take in the evening or that I want to take for my health. And so I have done that and I have had what you're talking about where there's like just this like gastric sort yeah, of digestive. Know, like, so I had to say, okay, no more supplements before bed. It's kind of the same thing. Yeah, definitely. But I've noticed quite a bit of a difference. And now for snacks, I just eat some healthy trail mix with fruit. Okay. Not even at night, but you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just throughout the day yeah, or throughout whatever. The day, like maybe awesome. a little handful. So yeah, so yeah, you're not hungry then at night. Like no. Yeah. No, okay. Well, that's so, huge because yeah. you know, we are creatures of habit. People are so trainable and like the whole thing, your body chemistry, if you're giving your body food right before bed, you're going to crave that. You're going to want it. Yeah. Yeah. And well, so you broke it. Got the scare. <laughs> got the scare. And isn't that funny how that happens? Yeah. It's sad. But I, you know, I always say like, don't wait till you get to the doctor's office and you're getting some bad news to like make the change. But we all know that that's, yeah, that's what you need. What Sometimes you need that little fist bump. No, totally. Well, good. I'm so glad to hear that. And that kind of is a good segue into the topic for today's show, which is something that was born out of questions that I've gotten, but also to just something that I apply in my daily life, but then also something that I like to read and study about. So I just thought, yeah, we're just going to wrap this into a show. Maybe two. We'll see. And that is, we're going to talk about how to have a high-performance lifestyle. And you're probably wondering, what is a high-performance lifestyle, Heather? I see it. I see that look. <laughs> Heather, what is a high-performance lifestyle? <laughs> Glad you asked. <laughs> um, so, I mean, you know it, all right? So whoever's listening, I'm sure you can imagine and think about Okay, who are those high performers in your life that you know, right? They're the people that get so much done. They're the people that can have two or three jobs or own a couple different businesses, you know, make and manage money, have a great looking house and car and travel and like live life to the fullest. And then there's other people who are, man, I barely got through a day. I went to work, but then I was just too tired to clean the house and, you know, I had dinner save the dishes for tomorrow. And that was my day. Right. Especially if you work at home. Yeah. It's just so That's hard true. to get anything done. And so the question becomes, what's the difference between a high performer and maybe a person that's maybe underperforming where they should be in life? And I want to talk about this because I think there are just some key things that anyone can start to implement into their lives to dial it up, to kind of Start to make the most out of your days, get more done, hopefully make more money and those types of things. But right. the first thing we're just going to say it because we always talk about health is health. Oh, yeah. Definitely. High performers always. I have yet to find, you know, and I follow Tony Robbins and a lot of the gurus that have had a lot of success in their lives and people who are highly successful, high achievers. When you listen to them and they teach, you usually hear them talk about health. It's pretty hard to find a high achiever who's not going to put health first, right? That's so true. I actually know this pretty well-known music producer. Yeah. And that guy is a machine. He just sits there and writes music 12 hours a day. Wow. So is he sitting and writing music or is he on a treadmill writing he's music? sitting and writing sitting. music. I mean, so you know, he, probably gets up and does some stuff here yeah. and there, but he's usually just But he accomplishes a lot. Like yes. he, he puts out, yeah. you know, in, in terms of performance of his craft, 
That's why he's so successful. Performing. And then he runs a label, but it's very, very tough to do all that stuff. It is tough. So he's got great focus. We talk about health, right? So health is foundation. So we can go back to that. But then another key component of being a high achiever or high performer is consistency. And it sounds like maybe that's where he might be winning because consistency is, and focus is another, right? So we talk about that, right? And and they kind of go hand in hand because you got to focus on what you're doing, but then also consistency, right? And action then comes behind that. But consistency means that you do behaviors that are going to get good results and you do them over and over and over and over instead of once in a while or We hear this a lot with people like, oh, I'm going to eat well, and they eat well for five days, and then they fall off, right? Can't do that. (laughs) No. So my guess is your friend, who's the musician, first of all, he probably really loves what he does, but he's probably has some good habits around what he does. Right. Right. Exactly. So has a good environment around him and just works all day long. Yep. And I doubt he's like, oh, man, I got to go sit down and write music. I doubt he's yeah. saying that. So so that's one thing, like passion is helping to drive his success. Right, exactly. And the more music you make and more successful it is, more you're... The more money, the more you're rewarded. Yeah, the more inspired to make more music. That is true, because when we have wins, what does that do? It gives you the incentive to try harder, releases some type of serotonin. Yeah, dopamine serotonin. So uh, wins, especially when you learn that from kids, right? It starts when your kids, they start to have little wins in life that gives them courage and empowerment to go and try something else. They build upon those wins to take those steps forward in life. And with high performance, not everybody gets to do what they love, like your musician friend, right? Right. But in general, most people have something that they want in life, whether it's a better home or a lifestyle of some sort or experiences or more time with their families, you know, for meaningful relationships, whatever that is. And anything, I, and I do always say this, anything in life, your success in anything in life boils down to your habits. You could say, I want to be healthy, but then your habits don't reflect that. Or you could say, I want to be wealthy and your habits don't reflect the behaviors or the actions that it's going to take to get you there. I feel you. For myself, I have to make lists for everything. Yeah. To-do list. Yep. Yeah. To-do list. And I love that. And like journal or to-do list. And then ask yourself, is this going to get me where I want to go? Is this going to get me to the end result that the human that I want to be, right? Right. Because those people that are running three companies, four companies, jet setting and flying on private jets and, you know, making all kinds of money and things like that. They didn't get there by slacking or having poor habits. They did the behaviors that were going to get them where they wanted to go. And they did those behaviors over and over and over again. And they focused on that end result and found a way to the behaviors that were going to get them there. And then they just did it over and over and over. Right, right. A lot of those CEOs are owners of certain companies. I mean, sometimes they're a little cutthroat, but they want excellence. Yeah, drive, right? So yeah. so drive is there. I mean, I, I do have to say, I know a lot of high achieving people and drive is important. But, you know, 
financial success isn't really a measure, right? Like your success is measured by you. Yeah. Exactly. Right. Because, because you know, what's important to you and right. you know where you're going and what you want to achieve and those types of things. And then, you know, in the end of the day, did I get where I wanted to be? And I know this is where a lot of us can be hard on ourselves. It's like, man, we can just feel so guilty if we didn't get where we wanted to go. Right. If we didn't do what we wanted to do, or if we're not achieving those goals in terms of health and wellness or success or money or whatever. I remember I've had projects in the back burner. Yeah. Just sitting there for almost a year. Me too. I've believe me, I've had some <laughs> for several years. We're all works in progress, right? Oh, we yeah. are. But I can tell you that the fast track to again, success in anything in life is going to boil down to your habits. And so there you go. Now you've got your a journal or a paper or pad or whatever. And then you just pick what's the end result you want and you write it down and then you say these are the action steps or the behaviors that I'm going to do on a daily basis to get there. And, and I always say reverse engineer that first and say, what am I not doing? Right? So what am I doing and what can I control? But then what am I not doing? Sometimes you're doing something that's prohibiting you from getting there, right? Yeah. Like watching true crime two <laughs> hours a day. Oh, wait, I feel wait, you. is that me? I fully understand. I sometimes will just zone out on YouTube. Yeah, I love you too. I could be just hours. Yeah, same. And But okay, so no, so I don't. It could be hours. I don't let myself, but I will say that there's a couple of periods throughout my day and I am pretty structured. I could do better for sure. But I will say that when I go out and take a massive power walk every day, it's like non-negotiable. So that's the other thing I want to talk about is the non-negotiables. Don't let me forget. But when I do my afternoon like power walk, I go hit the hills in my neighborhood. That's when I listen to YouTube. Or, oh, yeah, how you pull it off. That's how I pull it off. So at least I'm doing something. And often I'm listening to books on Audible too. So I'm not always like doing the true crime or whatever yeah. on YouTube. Because that is like one of my guilty pleasures is my listening to true crime. But I will say that I try to fit it in in the healthiest way possible. So I'm doing right. that while I'm walking. Sometimes I'm working or whatever, but yeah. My whole entire thing is, is when I edit a podcast, right? It's a lot of work. It is. And I can't just sit there like a zombie because I'll get all angry and everything. Yeah. Just if I complete the whole entire thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sitting. So I was like, I'll edit a 15 or 20 minute segment and nice. then I'll take a break. That's good. And that's my YouTube. You step time. forward. Yeah. Oh, okay. Then you go to YouTube. Got it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Hey, whatever works for you, honestly. Yeah. But try the non-negotiable things. So again, like think about your daily habits that are harming you and right. think about your daily habits that you need to start to incorporate. And maybe just swap one out for the other. Find one that you know isn't serving you and pick one that reasonably you know you can swap that out that's going to actually serve you well. But then there's also these things that I call non-negotiables. And those are the things in your life that you are going to do no matter what, because they have such a profound impact on your end results, your life, whatever that is, whether it's your health, your relationship, your work, your wherever you're wanting to go, whatever it is. And then you could say that is a non-negotiable. And I have a couple of them. One of them is my daily walk. But, you know, that would look different for anybody. I do think that everybody should have 
at least one non-negotiable around their health, you know, and fitness related, like moving your body. That's non-negotiable. Like you have got to move your body every day. Yeah. Especially the older you get too, you have to get some type of physical exercise in you. It's true. And the older you get, like you said, because you know, our, our bones become weaker. And so we need to be moving more to keep our bones strong and our muscles. We lose lean mass as we get older. So as you go through various phases in your life, that's going to look different because like you really want to keep lean mass on as you are 50 and older. And so you should be doing weight training. But yeah, so non-negotiable, hopefully you have one around fitness. And then also if you have any dietary challenges, restrictions, or weaknesses, I would build in one non-negotiable. So like for me, gluten, I shouldn't have it. That's just, that's got to be a non-negotiable. Now, you've heard me talk before about the 80-20 rule, right. which I'm a huge, huge fan of. So how does the 80-20 rule work with the non-negotiable? Non-negotiable means pretty much like you are going to do it every single day because it's a principle thing. It's about self-love. It's really about like, again, that discipline thing where, so there's no 80-20 in the non-negotiables. I'm also have to say that we need to be realistic and we have to not put the terrible pressure on us because we don't want to be then feeling so, so guilty if that non-negotiable doesn't happen. So I say, you have your non-negotiable. Of course, don't beat yourself up if it doesn't happen, but you got to look in the mirror and you got to really say, what is this non-negotiable going to do for me? What's it going to do if I don't do it? And say, I love myself enough to be able to do that sacrifice whatever it is, like that's my non-negotiable. And a lot of times it's a non-negotiable and I don't want to use the word selfish. It's kind of like the hours that you're putting in in your job, let's just say, and you're putting in way too many hours at your job and you know you're only being paid for X amount of hours. So, you know, you need to cut it at a certain time for you. So I don't want to call it selfish, but I want to call it like you have to get clear and you can write it down. And what are the benefits of me cutting those hours earlier? That's me time. I'll get my exercise in. That's a non-negotiable for me loving and caring for myself. Right. I have a non-negotiable now. Uh, Actually, I go work out five days a week. Amazing. You know, that is so huge. Yeah. That is so huge. An hour a day. I love that. And that's my big thing is tell everybody one hour a day, moving your body, whatever that looks like. So is that new for you? I've always tried to go like every other day, but it wasn't yeah. focused. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I go hit the gym, run a mile and a half, and then I work wow. focus on bicep back Yep. one day and tricep and chest the other day. Amazing. And just, That's awesome. Now tell me this. What do you do on the days when you're just like, man, I don't want to go. I'm too tired. I just go. Okay. But like, where do you get that from? Because if you do, if you just go every time, that to you is non-negotiable behavior. I mean, if it's a very, very busy day, well, okay, I get it. Let's go the other day or whatever and extend it off. Yep. My day. So if you're super tired and you're just like, oh, I'm achy, I don't want to go or whatever, or oops, the day's getting late, you still go. I still go, but I usually just go right before I start doing anything else. That's so smart. So routine. So this is your habit. This is where the habit comes in. Yeah. So you're like, because again, it's those daily habits that are going to get you results. Yeah. Like after this, I'm going to go work out. <laughs> I love it. I love <laughs> because it. Because I love the gym over there. So. Yeah. 
Okay, good, good. So in order to be more successful at and to get closer to high performance, you do have to have these great habits dialed in. And those habits need to be, I think, on a time schedule. So I do a thing called time blocking where I block certain times out of my day. And this is what I'm going to do during this time. And it becomes a habit because we're creatures of habit, which is fine. And then it makes it much easier to, to actually do it versus being scattered all over the place and then wait, oh, wait, I didn't take that supplement I was going to take. Darn it. You know, I mean, I have like this strict regime as far as like how I nourish my body every day. And I don't want to sound too strict because I'm not that strict, but the supplements and stuff, because I take a lot of supplements for recovering from Lyme disease and, and stuff like that. So I just take quite a few supplements. So I have to literally regiment them out. And in the end of the day, I feel really good that I actually did that because it's like, that's a form of self-love. It's a way I took care of myself because there's so many ways we beat ourselves up. Yeah. I mean, some people stay up too late. (laughs) Yeah, I'm not. We're not. Don't don't look at me. We're not talking. (laughs) It's one of the, it's someone in this room and that's not me. (laughs) Somebody does. I don't know. I don't know who that would be. So you have to ask yourself. How is that impacting my life? Is it impacting where I want to go, what I want to do, who I want to be in a negative way? And how bad is it impacting me? Because it really comes down to, is the negative impact greater than the positive gain you get by staying up late at night? Usually late at night, nothing positive comes out. Yeah, it's like your brain just starts going because it's habit. Right? Yeah, it's, a, it's just another habit I have to kick one of these days, mm-hmm. unfortunately. Well, they say if you want to start to go to bed earlier, you should start going to sleep 15 minutes earlier just every night, like 15 minutes. Yeah. And then for a few nights, then 15 minutes earlier, you have to slowly and steadily train your body, your system, your clock. I have to do that next. So you, you could start doing 15 minutes earlier and then and then just in the next week, go 15 minutes earlier yeah. than that. Well, I actually have a, a real bed now. Since the last yeah. time I talked to yeah, you. Yeah, I remember. But that makes a difference, yeah, right? Yeah, it does. And again, we're weighing out here. What are the important things that are going to impact where I'm trying to go, who I'm trying to be, what I want I'm trying to do and accomplish? And then I say, get your calendar out, calendar block in those behaviors and those habits that are going to get you where you want to go. If you're trying to save for a house, then you need to really look at how you're going to get the money to do that and how are you spending your time? Are you maximizing the action behind that? Right. Well, I've learned the older I'm getting too, it's like, it's harder the party uh, till three, four, sometimes six yeah. in the morning. It's just a lot harder. It's like, I can't bounce back as easily as I used to. <laughs> Doesn't No. Yeah. Oh my God. It's tough. It's it is really tough. tough now. Yeah, like, I mean, I literally can't even imagine it. I go to bed yeah. at nine o'clock. You know. Oh, that. right. That's I, so. I early. go to bed at nine o'clock, like like clockwork. I have my whole life. Literally, like even when I was in college and everything, I was just the one that went to bed, said good night, and I'm going to bed. Yeah, I was the dip that was able to like get maybe two hours of sleep oh. and just go work eight hours. And that will catch no up problem. with you. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Right. Did. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, so when we're talking about high performance and high performance habits, high performance that lifestyle. That was a very bad example. This is a really bad example. <laughs> what not to do. Of what not to do. Yeah. I mean, so sleep, let's talk about that. Because yeah. we talked about health is number one. It's the foundation for high achievers. Typically is, whether it's Brendan Bouchard, you know, Tony Robbins. I mean, all those 
high performance coaches out there are going to have a health plan looped in there. And I just have to say like sleep is literally like the foundation diet and sleep, right? Right. And I know that I am like totally preaching to the choir here, but everyone's like, well, I still get 10 hours because I go to bed at three and get up at noon or whatever it is. (laughs) I don't know. But like, no, because the body is set to a certain rhythm and, and, you know, and it really is tied into the moon and the, you know, all of it. So to have to honor what your body is trying to do, because it is so smart. Our bodies are just so intelligent and smart. And we're just always pushing the limits, pushing the limits, pushing the body away from what it's trying to do. But rise and fall with the sun. There's a reason for that. And so getting to bed and then having good quality deep sleep, there's just no replacement for that. And it absolutely will catch up with you. And if you want to be high performing in your life on two to four hours of sleep, forget it. (laughs) It doesn't work anymore. It doesn't work. No. I mean, it's hard to find someone today that gets eight solid hours, like good solid hours without some sort of sleep aid. That's really sad too. Heartbreaking. I mean, first of all, (laughs) stop drinking caffeine. Well, yeah, that's a good one. I mean, definitely no caffeine, right? Certainly none after like noon or one o'clock. Oops, I just had some. (laughs) Mine was decaf though. There's still a little bit in there. Oh, I know. I know. That's why you saw me. I threw half of it away. But in general, routines before bed and making sure that all the lights are out. You don't have your phone next to your bed. Crack a window. Keep the room temperature low. They say keep it around 68 degrees, 67 degrees for sleeping. Have fresh air. All the things that are going to help set the table for a good night's rest. And then I know people are going to ask, so I'm just going to say it. Like what are the healthy supplements for sleep? Because, you know, some people say melatonin and this and that. I mean, there are some really good calming herbs. You can get some good herbal blends. You can do a tea before bed, you know, like lemon balm and those calming and relaxing herbs. Melatonin, there's mixed reviews on that in terms of it for your health. So I would say if you're going to do it, do really small amounts because our biological need and amount is actually really, really small. It's like 1.5 milligrams or something like that. And then, of course, things like GABA, theanine, those are great relaxing amino acids. And then we have the calming herbs. Magnesium is great to help you sleep. The three and eight version of magnesium is good because it crosses the blood brain barrier. And then just rituals like warm bath, uh, magnesium, Epsom salts bath is great. Tea, like chamomile or calming sleepy time tea. Those are all things that are going to help. And I know people have seen it or heard it already, but sleep is foundational to a high performance lifestyle. Yep. So we talked about sleep. We talked about... So what else? So health overall. And then like what you feed your body, your fuel. Oh, right. Right. Can't be just Mickey D's and Domino's, right? No, it just can't be. (laughs) Unless you're Bill Gates. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Good point. Uh, But, but, you know, here's the thing. I always say body talk is the name of the show and that's because you know your body will talk to you and it tells you in certain ways whether it's headaches gaining weight skin rashes you name it like when your health is out of balance your body will speak to you and so if you want to be a high performer you a hundred percent need to have the right fuel on board and in today's high-paced high-stress lifestyle we would have to eat a lot of super healthy organic from the ground foods enough to meet the needs of our high-paced, high-stress lifestyle. 
So that's why I always say supplementing is just absolutely essential today. There's just certain nutrients that you want to get in your day to be able to focus. How do you feel about green juices? Great. I mean, would that be something that would give you enough supplements? No, I really don't think so. A green juice, it's going to bring you some for sure. And it depends on what's in it. Like some people do green juices, but it's like full of pineapple and all these sweet fruity things, right? Right. Like a real legit good green juice is going to not taste sweet. Oh yeah. It's going to be kind of tart. Yeah. It's going to be very tart. You know, put some ginger in there and I do green juices. I do celery, cucumber, ginger, lemon, green leafies. And those are great. Those are super helpful, like for your energy and just helping to provide what you need. I absolutely agree. But if you need like focus, I would go for some of the nootropics and or the amino acids, again, that are going to help you focus because our stomach today just doesn't absorb things from food. It's just stress and everything. Our guts are inflamed. It's crazy. Yeah. So you just can't absorb things as well. Also, I was reading that you need a good prebiotic, not just a probiotic, because something needs to eat those prebiotics and stuff, whereas it's going to be eating something in your stomach. It's going to be burning your stomach up, too. Yes. And it really does come down to science. So our microbiome, they're so vastly different. It's like a universe. Well, and it's so funny. Did you know that your gut is actually considered the outside of your body? That's crazy. Did you know that? No. So imagine, okay, your mouth opens up and it goes down your throat, into the gut, through the intestines, and then out the other end. So that whole pathway going through the body is still considered to be outside of the body and it's just there to like process and absorb everything and bring it into the bloodstream where it can be filtered and all the things. Anyway, I just thought that was super interesting. So for microbiome, I say get tested. And I think this is something every human should do. Okay. Go take a test. DSL Laboratory is a really good one. Diagnostic Solutions Laboratory. Designs for Health has a really good gut microbiome test that they put out there through doctors throughout the US. But go get a test. Then you're going to know exactly what's going on in your gut, what you need. Because sometimes prebiotics are not necessarily the thing you need and going to cause more bloat if you have SIBO and you have all these like different gases going on in there. And then you've throw a bunch of greens in there and you keep eating salads and you wonder why you're bloated after the salad, then that's, you know, that could be why. So getting that, I call it universe and just needs to be orchestrated in the right way. And it really is individualized. So what's on the list here for high performing? Yeah. So we talked about what you eat and again, just nutrient dense, dense micro and macronutrients, right? So all that, and we can talk more about diet down the road because we could get really easily get stuck on there. We talked about habits and then just learning, right? So whatever it is that you want to be better at, you should always be learning. And I always say have a coach or a mentor. So if it's music or if it's something that you're trying to improve or grow in, go learn from people who've done it successfully. So if you want to be high performing and you keep driving that human, that output, whatever it is you want to do in a day, go find out how others are doing it. That's why I watch so much YouTube is just learning yeah, things. Absolutely. And it's, it's pretty amazing. Like, honestly, the whole university thing nowadays, I just don't know. You could just get a YouTube educated. You can, I swear. Literally. Like, it's true. I know some people who have high paying jobs from just learning stuff from YouTube. Didn't oh, get a degree or anything. No question about it. I do too. I, knew, I know people that have like 400K plus a year jobs and not going to the university. And more and more today, 
than ever. I mean, of course, if you want to specialize, like if you want to become a doctor, of course, of course, right, or a lawyer, yeah. or whatever, like, but if you have people skills, you know how to connect and relate to people. If you can take your passion and dial that in with your skills and then learn how to deal with people and go learn whatever online, because you can always learn from people who are doing it well, you could figure out if you have a little bit of entrepreneurial spirit in you, then you could go out and find a way to have a livelihood. Always be curious. Yeah. Always be curious. Don't be a know-it-all, be a learn-it-all. Right? So true. Yeah. And just remember success in anything is found in your daily habits. It's that simple. Like look at famous basketball players. Oh yeah. You ask them how they got there. Oh, I did however many free throws every day. Like whatever you do, whatever you focus on, you move towards. So just be really selective. Yeah. I think some people don't realize how hard athletes work too, because they just see them for that hour and a half, two hours long for that thing, but they are yeah. constantly practicing. Yeah, they are. Until they're tired, blue in the face, sweating pounds yeah. off of them just to get that perfect play that you see them do for a split second. Absolutely. And that's just a perfect example of a high performer. They're the highest performers in their sport. And they're a great example of how they selectively chose to use their time and to develop over time. And so many of us kind of spread our time over many, many things throughout the day versus getting really focused on the things that are going to get us there. I think that's pretty good for now. I just wanted to touch on that because like I said, there's just been a little, little bit of discussion going on. And we're going to continue this topic though, because I want to continue the topic, but I want to break it out into certain aspects. So it's more like personal development training, So I got my master's in counseling, as you know, and then since that time have gotten certified in many aspects of human development and human performance. And so I want to start bringing some of that in because it's really cool stuff. There's a lot of really amazing self-work that can be done. So we'll bring that into some of our future conversations. But I just want everybody to think about you and yourself. And if you are not performing to the level that you want to be in your life, in any aspect of your life. Start by looking at your habits, create some non-negotiables, make sure that your day is blocked with the behaviors that are going to get you to the end result that you want. And then just love yourself, give yourself permission to miss, but also hold yourself accountable and then just make sure you're enjoying along the way. Yeah. And always be open to learning. That's right. Don't weld your brain shut. Okay, so, well, thanks, Takeshi. Thanks for the chat today. Well, thank you. Yeah, and we'll uh, see you here next time.